It's Christmas, eh? And as we come and we talk about Christmas, the gospel, you might sit there and think, oh, did you have to use the long version, Father? You know, but I needed to because it's so important. It's from Matthew chapter 1, huh? If you got your Bibles, Matthew chapter 1. And it goes through the whole history of the genealogy of Christ. It's so important. There's a song by Chris Rice. I don't know if you listen to Chris Rice. He's a, one of my favorite Christian singers. And uh, they've been playing it a lot on uh, EW, uh, yeah, EWTN, uh, WCTL. But welcome to our world, it's called. And one line in there, it says, wrap our sinful flesh around you. Wrap our sinful flesh around you. Jesus was born in the midst of being wrapped in the sinful flesh. I mean, David, we all make David a nice person. David was a murderer and an adulterer. Like it or not, King David was a murderer and an adulterer. And that was his ancestor. He became a son of David. There is, in his line, there are prostitutes. In his line, there are thieves. In his line are all kinds of things that we don't like to talk about on Christmas, but we need to because God became a man in the incarnation and he wrapped around himself our sinful nature, though he never sinned, but he did take all of our sin when he died on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin. And why? What is Christmas about? It's about love. It's about a God who knows that his people have left him and he does everything in his power as God to save us. So much that he enters into our skin and God becomes one of us. He loves us. You know, tonight at uh, 4 o'clock, I didn't get started at 4.30, but just about an hour or two ago, I was next door at the Carmelites. And I was there for a funeral. Sister Pauline died, and her family come in, and she was a Carmelite nun for 42 years. She stayed in that convent. And the bishop was had the Mass, and it was so beautiful. And one of the things he just said, which I just thought, what, what, a, what, a, what a great thing to say about anybody. Sister loved Jesus. It's that simple. Sister loved Jesus. He wasn't about a philosophy. He wasn't about, oh, it's Christmas time and we got to go to church. It isn't, oh, I hope this doesn't go too long. It was about a person who lived a simple life who just loved Jesus. Could someone say that about you? When they look at you and they look at your life and they talk about you, you know, after you leave work or a family at home or when you leave the house, could they say about you and me, he or she just loves Jesus? See, Christmas is about, is he can say about me and about you that Jesus Christ loves Larry Richards. What a great thing to say about our God. Sins and all, Jesus Christ loves me. Sins and all, Jesus Christ loves you. And until you allow Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, to really touch your heart, not with any kind of condemnation, because isn't here to condemn, 
until you come to know deep in your heart that you are loved by Jesus Christ, that you are the reason by name that Jesus Christ became a man. He did it for you. He took your sins and my sinful flesh, and he became a man because if you ask him and say, Jesus, why did you become a man? Because I loved Larry. I loved John. I love Samantha. I love Maria. I love put in your name. Jesus Christ became a man because he loves you. It's that simple. It's all about love. And if you listen to the opening prayer of this Christmas Mass today, it says, may your divinity help us to carry out your call of forgiveness and life. What you and I are called to do, if we show and we say that I love Jesus, you know, when humanity took on divinity, it says by St. Maximus, confessor, when humanity took on divinity, or when divinity took on humanity, when God became a man, humanity, us, took on divinity. When God, you know, Jesus Christ is still a human being and still God. You know that. He's still a human being. He'll always be a human being for all eternity. And it'll always be 100% God for all eternity. And he took on our flesh to make us intimate with him. He so much loves you. He wanted to be so intimate with you. He couldn't do it from up here. He had to get inside of you and get inside of me. And then he says, now what I want you to do is bring my presence to the world. And the way the church calls us is if we're going to do it, that when divinity takes on us, when we surrender ourselves and we say, I love Jesus, I do that our life must focus on that and must give the fruit of that by I'm a person of forgiveness, I'm a person of life. I'm a person of forgiveness, first of all. This Christmas, as you stand before Jesus Christ, present here, who Jesus Christ became a man to take away your sins and to forgive you, is there anyone in your heart you have a grudge against? Is there anyone in your heart right now that you have not forgiven? Really look in there. Sometimes it's our parents, we say, oh, I love them. But inside there's, uh. Really? Is there any unforgiveness now in your heart? The divinity of Christ comes upon you today to empower you to forgive. So make an act of the will right now. And before Jesus, just say, Lord, right now before you, my Christmas gift to you, my birthday present to you, Jesus, is that I forgive them. Do it right now. Jesus, my gift to you is I forgive them. He came to forgive you. Do it for others. Be a person of forgiveness. And then second, be a person of life. You know, Jesus became a man to show us what it's like to be fully human and fully alive. That we need to be people who are excited about life, that are glad and are happy people, that are hope-filled people, even when we get irritated, huh? That I bring life to others, that I am life-giving to my family. Are you life-giving to your children? Children, are you life-giving to your parents? Husbands, are you life-giving to your wives? Wives, are you life-giving 
to your husband? Do you give them life? Do you affirm them? When was the last time you looked at your husband or wife or your son or daughter and said, that was great? When was the last time you really affirmed them, really built them up? Jesus calls you to be that. He calls you and me to become a life giver, a life begetter, to bring his presence into the world by a person who is a person of life. And affirmation brings life. That's what you got to do. Sometimes I think that it's hard for us to do this. I know it is for me. And when it's hard for me, it's because for whatever reason, I don't feel very loved. And knowing that I have many, many, many people in my life that love me, but I don't feel very loved before God. And so what has to happen when I'm getting crazy is I got to go before the Lord and I got to let the God of the universe embrace me in love. You want to have a good Christmas? You want to know the forgiveness in the life of Christ? This is what you do. Tonight before you go to bed, I want you to go off by yourself somewhere. I know it'll be hard in your house, maybe. A lot of things are happening. You've got to shut yourself in the bathroom. Do it. Okay? Get away from everybody else. And I want you to go to Bethlehem, spiritually, of course. And as you're sitting there in Bethlehem, imagine yourself there. There's the, you can smell the, the manure. You can smell the hay. You can smell the people because no one's showered in a long time. You can hear the cows. You can smell the smell of the cows or the sheep, whatever happens to be around, and get there. And look at Mary as she holds Jesus Christ. And this is what I want you to do. You look at Mary spiritually in prayer and say, can I hold Jesus? And then you take the God of the universe who is so small that becomes a little infant, and for five minutes or so, you just hold the God of the universe in your arms in prayer. How could you ever say he doesn't love you? The God of the universe becomes so vulnerable to you that he allowed us to embrace him and hold him. That's what Christmas is about. As you are loved, there's nothing else he can do for you. He gives you his very self. And he did it all for love of you. I pray today that this Christmas, we begin the spark of knowing how much we're loved by Jesus. And this day, the rest of our life, would become a day where I began more fully my love of Jesus Christ. At the end of my life, the end of your life, one of the biggest things someone would say about you Wow, they really love Jesus. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.